Welcome to Conversations with Caroline. This podcast will share the stories of extraordinary humans who have found their purpose. Together, we will listen and learn from those who've journeyed through the ups and downs of life to find their way home. I'm your host, Caroline. Welcome to Conversations with Caroline. Today's episode features a good friend of mine, Nicole Masita, who is a registered dietitian and founder of Body Beloved. Before we jump into what Nicole does, I want to speak to who Nicole is. Nicole and her husband, Steve, have been dear friends of mine for several years, and I think she would agree with me when I say I am the reason they met. I introduced them in our early 20s, and since then, it feels like a whole lifetime has happened. Through the ups and downs of life, Nicole and her husband have stood by my side every step of the way. They've become dear friends not only to me, but my entire family. People often talk about friends you can call in the middle of the night. Nicole is truly that friend. We always say she would do it again, but she doesn't want to have to, and I couldn't agree with Nicole more. Her and her husband stood in the darkest of dark with me and helped me find a way back to the light. I can truly say I wouldn't be living the life I'm living today without the Mesitas. On today's episode, we're going to hear all about Nicole's journey to where she is today and try and have an honest conversation around the diet culture and why our purpose isn't tied to a size on a tag. Welcome, Nicole. Gosh, thank you so much for that introduction. I was not expecting that at all. I was hoping I'd be able to bring in the fact that you are the reason why Steve and I met and are married, but I didn't know if that was unprofessional. So, <laughs> but I'm glad that you tied that in there. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. Really honored to be featured and be on here with you. And um, yeah, I, every, t- every time I, I feel like I'm with you, I always say I would do it again, but I don't want to. <laughs> so yep. Yep. We want to learn. We want to learn from where we've been, and that's exactly Mm -hmm. what I feel like we're doing. Um, So thank you. I'm so excited to jump in. I hope this is a blend of personal and professional stories as we go on. But tell us about your journey of becoming a dietitian before we get to Body Beloved and where you are today. I did my undergrad and my dietetic internship at Chico State, um, where I was exposed to kind of a... A different paradigm of working with people in the counseling field of, you know, nutrition counseling and education. And uh, the person that kind of introduced it was a professor of mine who's now one of my best friends. And she um, kind of introduced the non-diet approach and uh, the health at every size approach. It just stuck with me very quickly and it it made me realize what I wanted to do as a dietitian. So I became a dietitian in 2015, two and a half weeks before I got married. I passed my RD exam. It was crazy. So I've been a dietitian for five years now and I've worked in both inpatient and outpatient settings. You know, worked for a major hospital before and I've also individual dietitians who work with clients in private practice just to kind of see if that was what I wanted to do. And sure enough, that's kind of where I landed. So yeah, one of the things I think is so interesting is, and I've heard you talk about this before is because of your experience as a high school and college athlete, you felt like you kind of had a front row seat to some of the disorderly eating, eating disorder culture of sports. And we know it exists in other things like 
ballet and other, you know, arenas, but Mm -hmm. talk about how that influenced your passion to get into the field. I've been around runners for most of my life and that has a high rate of eating disorders. And then when I got to college and I chose to go into nutrition, a lot of nutrition students have eating disorders as well or disordered eating. So I was just around it so much. And thankfully, by the grace of God, like that was never something I personally struggled with. I feel like God always had this hand on my life in that that wouldn't be my story or my struggle. And I kind of always had this, I don't know, just discernment that restriction and dieting just wasn't the way to go about things. And so, you know, I I felt like I was kind of the Um, And I didn't know why I I felt that way. I just kind of, you know, especially when everyone around you is very engrossed in that culture. So yeah, I just felt like God really saved me from that. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's part of some people's story and I honor that and I respect that. It just wasn't a part of mine. I think I also kind of at times will struggle with like, I, I wonder if people will take me seriously, you know, because I've never personally struggled from an eating disorder, but I just empathize so much with people that do. And I feel like my education and my experience has really helped make me an expert in what I get to do. So, yeah. And I asked you this in our pre-chat and I'd love to just take a moment to get a little technical. I never heard disorderly eating versus eating disorder. Could you explain the difference? Yeah. So disordered eating is not like a full blown eating disorder. Like when you hear the word eating disorder, probably what most people think of is like anorexic, right? Like an anorexic is like restricting your intake, but then, you know, there's also binge eating disorder and there's also, you know, bulimia and then that, and then there's a combination of all of those things. But so that's kind of the, the medical diagnosis of like, eating as eating disorders, those things would fall into that category. And then there's, you know, disordered eating, which really encompasses a lot of like, if you've heard the term orthorexic, like people that have kind of this obsession with clean eating, or they, you know, might count calories, or they might hyperfixate on food and what they're putting in their bodies, or, you know, they have an an obsession with exercise. And so it's disordered eating is more of the undiagnosed eating disorder, I guess that you, you would be able to say, or, and, you know, and I forgot to mention this, but just having the, you know, chronic dieting, which, you know, we're all familiar with what chronic dieting is. And so a lot of chronic dieters are actually disordered eaters. So. Interesting. And let's just nip this one in the bud and you say it, I think on your website or maybe I've read it um, in some of your products, but immediately people jump to the extremes. So what are you saying? Everybody should just sit on the couch and eat as much ice cream as they want to. There's gotta be some boundary to nutrition and health. So where does that boundary come in? Yeah. Great question. Kind of the question that people ask is, well, okay. So if I don't diet, because, you know, what we know about diets is that, 
you know, the research says that 95 to 98% of them will fail and, and result in weight regain and even more weight gain because of their metabolism slowing down and, and things like that. So we know diets don't work, but then it's kind of leaving people like with that question you just asked, well, if I'm not going to diet, then what am I going to do? You know, it's just supposed to sit on the couch and eat bonbons. And I mean, you might sometimes and that's okay. But um, the solution to that, to that question is intuitive eating. So you've, you may have heard intuitive eating or mindful eating or attuned eating. So it's essentially a journey in which you are listening to your body, getting to know your God-given kind of signals of hunger and fullness, cravings, because all of those things were God-given, but we've been so conditioned by our culture to just not listen to them and not respect them and not to honor them. You know, and that's kind of a very quick explanation of what that is. And, you know, a lot of people will then say, well, if, you know, if I were to really listen to my body, then I would just eat chocolate cake all day. And, you know, the question I always ask people is, but would you really? <laughs> and, you know, and, th- and then it takes a couple times when they're like, well, yeah. And they're like laughing at themselves. I'm like, but would you really, like, how would you really feel if you ate chocolate cake all day? And then they're eventually like, well, I wouldn't feel good. You know, it's kind of like when you're on a car trip or like a road trip and you're eating fast food, what are you usually craving by the end of that car trip or that road trip? Like a home cooked meal, like a fresh salad, like your body knows what it needs. It's biologically designed by such a, you know, a brilliant creator to crave foods that are both, you know, nourishing to your soul and nourishing to your body. It's smart and we just don't give it enough credit. Right. I want to pause here and and jump back into your timeline because I think it will we'll come back to it is take us from 2015, you get registered, you get married. It was a great wedding. I'll never forget the clap for us. It became this uproar <laughs> in all the speeches. It was great. Um, and then in 2016 is the inception of Body Beloved. So walk us through the heart and purpose behind Body Beloved. Body Beloved started with, so my professor, um, Dr. Dawn Clifford, she is just such an amazing friend and person. And um, we just remained in contact after I graduated. You know, I think it was one day I was like driving in my car and I was listening to K-Love. You know, it was, there was some kind of either diet comment on the radio or you know they were making fun of themselves for gaining weight over the holidays or some something of that nature you know maybe it was an advertisement for the Daniel plan like I don't know what it was but I texted her and I was like okay we need to do something about this because it's like hurting the church (laughs) that all of these Christians are being fed this information and it's not like I don't want to just throw Caleb under the bus because it happens everywhere. It happens in church and women's conferences, you know, all the time. And so I was like, let's do something. Like, should we just start a blog? And she was like, yeah, let's do it. And so she has, you know, a, a much wider network than I do or in that I did at the time um, of Christian dietitians with the same philosophy. So she kind of emailed all of them and we just kind of started meeting and talking and and then created a website and just started writing from there. And, um, and it's really 
evolved quite a bit from, from that place. So. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the different resources available. Um, you know, my faves, of course we'll get to, but the blog is really the inception of it. And I love, you say this often, you've got all these different contributors that help. And so it just provides a very diverse perspective, but you also mm-hmm. released a Bible study this year. You have a mm-hmm. devotional and you also have access on your website to connecting people with dietitians, I believe throughout the country. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. We have like, you know, we have faith-based nutrition counseling and it, since I'm actually going on maternity leave soon, I, t- I took that part down just because um, I am, you know, not accepting new clients at this time. But what I was, what I was doing was people that needed individual support. If I couldn't work with them, then I was like, I was trying to connect them with a dietitian who could, because some people, you know, they don't, it's great to read an encouraging blog, but you know that sometimes you need that person to really hold your hand. And so um, that's something that I, I love to do one-on-one individual counseling and hope to do more of when I am ready. Yes. Take your time. Um, one of the products yeah. that I've shared with you that has really, and I, I don't say this lightly or out of um, flattery for our friendship, but the diet detox devotional, I believe in my 30 odd years of being on the planet is one of the best devotionals I've ever done. Thing that shifted in me by reading this devotional that somehow connected for me the mind and the body around diet culture in a way that I had never experienced before. And I was joking, you know, I gave it to my mom to read next and I, I took it back from her because I wanted to read it before this. And it's something I will continue to read throughout my years to come because it, it was such a great reset for me. And one of the things, one of the tangible shifts I felt in my life was my motivation for exercise came from a different place. I'm reading this. I think it was kind of at the beginning of COVID and the whole shelter in place. Mm -hmm. And I was beginning to get my routine and rhythms down for what life at home looked like. And I was reading this, it's 30 day devotional. And in those 30 days is when uh, the inception of conversations with Caroline came about. And I truly associate it to being in that devotional. I think it it cleared my mind and it gave me this I don't know, like a real renewal for my purpose. It gave me the confidence to launch the podcast. And so I cannot recommend it enough, whether you think you're caught up in the diet culture or not. I think as a believer and as somebody who is surrounded constantly by advertisements, it's important to also read truth. And that's what this devotional was for me. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Um, yeah, it's, I love hearing stories like that. And I I love that you felt like it kind of, um, it sounds like what it did was it kind of allowed you to focus on what was really important. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's really the mission behind, you know, what we're trying to do is tear down the, the bully, the, you know, the devil that diet culture is in people's lives that keeps them fixated on the scale and how they're looking and spending time calorie counting and spending time doing these, you know, ridiculous exercise routines that they don't even enjoy. um, And really being able to focus on things that God is calling them to do because so many people 
are enslaved to this diet culture, you know, they have this beautiful purpose, you know, and for, for you, like you have this beautiful purpose of starting this and launching this podcast. And, you know, that's really what, you know, the heart of what is behind what we're doing. Absolutely. I love that. One of the um, topics I wanted to dive into to kind of circle back is the myth that I feel like has just surrounded my life that big is bad. And that if you're in a larger body, there must be something wrong with you. And and I wanted, I was thinking about specific examples and where I had felt like I had heard that. And I think even in things like my annual doctor's visit, I had heard, Oh, you've Mm -hmm. gained weight since the last year. You should try and be down here. And then I thought like, well, what are they using to measure that? Oh, they might be using the BMI index. And I was like, Ooh, I wonder how Nicole feels about that index. Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say, I'm sorry that you've had those experiences in the doctor's office and it's not uncommon for people, but it, it just because it's not uncommon doesn't mean it's not hurtful. So I, I'm sorry that you experienced that kind of, you know, stigmatization. So what you're asking is, um, you know, why is there the push for weight loss, right? Like, why do we associate people in bigger bodies to be unhealthy? And, um, you know, if, is that really true is, is kind of what you're asking. And, and the, the thing, the thing about that is, and, you know, we're not, we're not discounting the research of that there is a higher correlation of people that are in you know, larger bodies sometimes will have, um, you know, diseases like diabetes or high blood pressure, things like that. But we're not blaming that on the weight. So what, what that means is that, you know, if, if we're not, if we're not blaming it on the weight, then what, what can we blame it on? We can blame it on the things that we can control because what we know from research is that, our weight is already 70% predetermined by our genetics. So, and that's like really hard for some people to hear. And it's also really freeing for other people to hear because we already don't have control over about 70% of our genetics, of our, of our weight, right? The other 30% is things like nutrition, environment, you know, um, the medications that we're on, the physical activity that we do, what we do for work, our relationships, our, you know, spiritual health, all of those things make up 30%. And so we want to do our the best that we can with that 30% with, with realizing, okay, if I do the best I can with this 30% and I'm still in a larger body and, but I'm healthy in that larger body, then I need to come to peace with that. And so that's really what it's saying is that we're not saying that health, healthy at every size. So like any person is healthy, no matter what size they are. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that health is achievable, no matter what your size is, and that we shouldn't be making the goal weight loss because, you know, 95 to 98%, kind of like what I said earlier, of people that try to lose weight, gain it back. And and that's where that whole weight cycling thing comes from. So that's kind of removing that stigma, that discrimination of people that are in large bodies are 
unhealthy because also the reality is that not every person in a large body is unhealthy. I mean, I've worked with people in hospitals and, you know, I've seen lots of people that are thin with diabetes and high blood pressure. They were probably, you know, looked at like they were healthy and, you know, the, and I've seen lots of large people that, you know, are completely healthy too. It's just, it's not a good metric. You know, there's, um, I always use this example, but there's a correlation with men who are bald are more likely to get heart disease. So then we always joke that, well, should we just tell all the men that are bald to get toothpaste? <laughs> you know, because, you know, that's kind of what we're saying when we're saying like, okay, you need to lose weight in order to not get, you know, mm-hmm. diabetes or high blood pressure, you know, things like that. But it's like, okay, but that's not, but it's not working. Just like a toupee isn't working. Like, and I, you know, I think people are, I think people are starting to realize that diets aren't working, but they're still just trying to lose weight because unfortunately that's the the world that we live in is not kind to people in large bodies yet, you know? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Bible study that you guys released this year. And that was with Amy, right? She was the one Mm -hmm. speaking in that. I mm-hmm. thought that the devotional was great. As I say, I read it alongside the Bible study, but the Bible study for me just really kind of like you were talking about, you can read a blog, but working one-on-one is great. It's like you can read a book on your own, but having that, even though it wasn't interaction per se, but that video of someone talking and we you know, had the workbook exercises, I felt doing the Bible study, it really got me thinking practically you know, she would talk about exercise and she would say, why are you spending kind of like you did? Why do you do all these long exercise circuits? Or why do you do an exercise you don't even enjoy? Movement was meant to be enjoyed. So find something that Mm -hmm. you enjoy and and move then or or move until it's not enjoyable anymore. And I thought that was, Mm -hmm. there were just some really great practical takeaways from the Bible study. Um, Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And Amy is our, she's another gal on our team and she's, uh, she's got this like adorable spirit and, um, you know, Midwestern vibe about her and yeah, we just, we love her. And, um, yeah, it's, um, she did a really great job with, cause it's a video so you and journaling questions. And so, Um, But yeah, we wanted to, you know, have the video so that someone couldn't take it and then, you know, make it their own interpretation of what we were trying to say, Mm -hmm. because it was, it was so important for us to really make sure that the health at every size message was included. Definitely. I think, Mm -hmm. I think of you often, I Um, I posted this earlier on my personal page this week that I'm still going through a lot of things from my uh, marriage and having to soar, but I'm getting close to feeling like I'm finally through it all. And so this week I had to go through some old text messages and and wrapping Mm -hmm. some stuff up and it was just emotionally rough, kind of like going 12 rounds into the past, but it was worth it. But when I was finished, I was like, you know what? I just really want a big bowl of ice cream. And I think there would have been a time where, oh, no, I shouldn't. It's late. I'm about to go to bed. But you know what? I had no shame 
And I felt like it was the most perfect decision I could have been making to eat that that kind of emotional beat up. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you did that. And I think that, you know, a lot of times people will kind of just go through that internal struggle that you were just describing and then they'll not go eat the ice cream, which is what they really wanted. And so instead they'll, you know, eat carrot sticks and hummus or, and then they're like still unsatisfied. And so they'll eat, you know, an apple and cheese. And then it's like, they're munching their way to try to become satisfied when they could have just had the bowl of ice cream and been done with it. Cause how satisfied were you after eating that bowl of ice cream? Oh, slept great. Yeah, exactly. 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 So it's, that's, yeah, that's, that was a beautiful example. Yeah. So as we've talked about the heartbeat um, of conversations with Caroline is to help people find their purpose and be encouraged to chase their purpose. And I think, I think so often people feel trapped in the cycle of needing to lose weight before pursuing their purpose, (laughs) sort of this getting ready mentality. And what would you say to somebody listening who feels disqualified from chasing their purpose because of their size. Yeah. Yeah. I was just listening. I was doing a, listening to actually a a podcast from a dietitian last week that was talking about body image and she was talking about this and she was talking about how so often we, people will use their body size as an excuse and they'll, it's like they're, they're wearing their comfy sweatpants And I'm just going to stay home in my comfy sweatpants. So, you know, I don't have to go out and, you know, pursue a date and I don't have to go out and pursue, you know, a new, a new job or, you know, I, I I can't, you know, go out and travel because I'm just home in my comfy sweatpants. And it's like, you know, that (laughs) it's so sad when people are allowing their body size to hold them back from um, their greater purpose, because um, God never said he never intended for you to just sit around and wait until your body changed or until you got to be a culturally described ideal body. So yeah, people are, I mean, they're just, their purpose is just kind of floating by them. And it's, and it's so sad. Like I, my encouragement would be you know, take off your comfy sweatpants and, you know, go out, go pursue a date, you know, go pursue a new job or go back to school or, you know, don't be afraid to go out to lunch with your friends and things like that. Like a lot of people I talk to in large bodies are, you know, they're afraid to eat in public. Like that's a very real fear fear for a lot of people. And it's so sad. Like personally don't um, struggle with that because of my thin privilege, but so many people in large bodies struggle with like simple tasks like that of just going, going grocery shopping and worrying about like what people are, you know, thinking that's in their cart. So yeah, take off your comfy sweatpants, do what you feel like you've, you know, are being called to do and, you know, be really unapologetic about it. And, and just know that, you know, God's, God's purpose was never, for you to be thin in order to do those things. It, it didn't, it doesn't matter for him. Absolutely. I can't say it enough how grateful I am for you being in my life and the way that your work has transformed the way I view myself. Nicole has generously offered to provide our listeners with a discount code for a few of her products 
Check out the show notes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to find your discount code for the Food Freedom Bible Study and the Diet Detox Devotional, one of my favorite devotionals of all time. Thank you so much for being here, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say one final thing when I was getting ready to do this tonight. Steve was like, well, what are you, my husband was like, well, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm talking about us. He was like, oh, really? And I was like, no, I'm actually not really talking about us. I don't think that's the purpose. So I think he secretly wants to be on, not secretly. I think he would love to be featured on your podcast too. So maybe one day you'll, you'll get him and maybe you'll get both of us on there one day. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I I had that same thought today. So tell him he's not alone. Maybe that was just the Holy Spirit um, planting that seed, but I think that it would be incredible. I have a lot of ideas of what um, we could talk about his business because Steve's also an entrepreneur, but we could also just talk about kind of the journey we've been on and the perspective you guys hold from, um, the, what I went through. I think it's a really interesting one and it could help a lot of people who are watching their friends go through a domestic violence relationship. That would be really good. Yeah. When you're ready, we'll be ready too. Remember, show up and do your best. We all are called to live a life filled with purpose. That's it for today's episode. We'll see you next time.